Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. Today's episode is sponsored by my one-on-one coaching container. This is a private container over four months where I'll help you increase your client base, income, and opportunities without burning out. I'll show you how to work less and earn more and step into the CEO role in your creative freelance business. I've helped my one-on-one clients create their highest cash months to date, launch their own programs, make over six figures and beyond, and create infinitely more freedom inside their business. So you can fill out an application to work with me one-on-one in the show notes, and I can't wait to support you. Everyone, I'm so excited. We have one of my Freelance for Freedom clients, Andrea, with us today. She is a makeup artist based in Florida. And she's working with celebrities. And we want to tell you about her story, her journey, and the big shifts that have helped her book celebrities in any market. So welcome, Andrea. Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited you're here. So first of all, tell everyone a little bit about the market you are working in as a makeup artist and who your clients are. Give us a little bit of background info there. So I'm a makeup artist based in South Florida. Uh, I live in Fort Lauderdale, which is about 30 minutes from Miami. I specialize in bridal and special events. I do a lot of advertising work and celebrity work. Yeah, amazing. Can you tell us some of your celebrity clients, Andrea? (laughs) Biggest one is Adriana Lima. That's mostly who everyone knows me for. So I'm excited to talk more about that today. So first of all, when it came to, let's go back to before you joined Freelance with Freedom, like at the very beginning, because I know you're one of like our original members, which I love. So tell us before you joined the program, what were you struggling with the most in your business? Something I struggled with mostly in my business was actually seeing it as a business and acting like it is a business. A lot of times I put a lot of shame around having a part-time job and also being a freelancer only because it felt like I wasn't doing all the things that I saw on Instagram. A lot of comparison really shot me down. I didn't feel like I was should be on par with other artists I've seen on Instagram and whatnot. I struggled with that a lot. And I didn't realized much into the program that it was a lot of mindset work involved to change that. Now I feel very much in tune with my business. We're excited that I'm learning something every day. Yeah, I love that. And this is such a good point because I think when it comes to being freelance, there are so many misconceptions around what it's meant to look like, right? It's kind of like, oh, we're either completely freelance or we're not freelance at all. Where I think the very nature of being freelance should mean we have choice. We have agency, whether we are doing it part-time. For some people, freelance may be one day a week. For some people, it may be one day a month. 
it gets to look different for all of us. And I think that's kind of one of the things I love most about being a freelancer. And yet it's so interesting how we kind of take a definition we've heard somewhere or picked up on and almost used it against us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will identify with that, Andrea. But I think what's so good about your story is people hearing like it never mattered, like having the part-time job, again, that gets to be a part of the choice. And it's like, oh, I can still have a super successful business, irrelevant of how many hours I'm freelance and how many hours I'm not. Yes. If you find that you are passionate about wanting to make this work, and once that clicks in your head, that you treat it like a business, you are the CEO, you can make it however you want it to be. Mm -hmm. I love that it looks different and freelancing can look different to everyone, but there's a lot of commonalities in how we run things. Yeah. But we can do it in our own special way. Yeah. I love that. There's not like a right way to be a CEO, but that's such a good point you made that I think for a lot of artists, it feels very separate, right? Like running a business and being a creative are seen as two separate things. Whereas a lot of the work we do in Freelance for Freedom is kind of, I call it like remarrying them back together. It's like, how do we bring your inner artist and your CEO back together so they're working as a team? What has it been like for you exploring being a CEO in your business and what's kind of surprised you about that? What's really surprising along my journey of making this a business is that there's no rush. I tend to want to rush to do everything perfect. You said before, there's really no right or wrong way to make it work for you. I find those little slivers of time in between because I want to work on something. And maybe that particular task is something that I don't like to do, like something very administrative. But you said something to me like, it's like brushing your teeth. You do it every day, but you don't necessarily have to like it. It just takes a couple minutes to do. So being really neutral about those tasks really can actually add up, make some needle moving moments in my business that I've never thought that I would be able to do. I love that so much. And I think there was something you said to me in a call once where you were like, oh, it's lots of little tweaks and changes that create big results. And I think that's one of the things that's so special about Freelance for Freedom as a program is like, you haven't got to throw the baby out with the bathwater and start again or do everything different. It's like, wait, we can just look at what you're doing and pinpoint why it's not working. And again, like you said, anyone who knows me knows I love an analogy. (laughs) So like (laughs) the cleaning your teeth, you know, there are so many things we have to do in our business where it's a little bit like we expect our business to make us feel good and be exciting all the time, every waking moment. But like cleaning your teeth, there are certain things we have to do in our business that we're not necessarily going to be super excited to do all the time, but we do them because we know that they're important. So Andrea, when it comes to making money as a creative, and like I said, we just kind of touched on the fact that a lot of us grow up believing you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, or there are certain, in air quotes, jobs that make you money. I think a big part of what we come to terms with is the idea of like, we're doing this to pay ourselves too. We're doing this to provide for ourselves. So I'm curious as well, like what was your experience with that narrative as well around what you were quote unquote supposed to do and what it's been like navigating your own beliefs around being creative and making money? I grew up having a lot of struggles with wanting to do something creatively, but also making a decent living with it. You always hear that starving artist narrative. I didn't have anyone in my close family that I could relate to as far as freelance business. My family kind of, 
they worked up from their companies and they they worked with those companies for years. My siblings are also in, let's say, air quote, <laughs> nine to fives. I felt lonely in that and learning this whole process, really. And it's been great having a community where I can feel seen and heard in that aspect. But yeah, so growing growing up, it was a very, very textbook, nine to five. You have to work these many hours and make this salary. Being a CEO in my own business has made me feel more neutral about money. I struggled with that as well. I always thought I was just going to have to hustle, hustle to make that money and hit the ground running all the time. You get easily very burnt out from doing that. I learned that I need to just step back, really assess where I want to put all my energy into, and then make that work for me in a way that, that works authentically for me. I'm just loving the process and not just jumping to the journey right away. That's it. Like that, I think the kind of like dangling carrot, like the shiny result at the end, we're all like, oh, when I've made it as if it's kind of like one and done. (laughs) I think there's definitely that idea as a creative. And I think something you touched on that a lot of people I will identify with is the rush, this feeling of like, we've got to do it now. We've got to be the best tomorrow, a little bit like no one wants to be a beginner. (laughs) And again, this feeling of being in a rush, where do you think that comes from? Well, specifically in the beauty industry, you do feel a little isolated. It definitely has moved needles the past couple of years, but it's still, still pretty segregated in the fact that you're on this, just you. You know, it's a doggy dog kind of, you got to get to that carrot first (laughs) before the other one does. So there's very much that, that competition mindset. I was never a good competitor. So for me, actually, I have a great example. I started working as a freelancer for Estee Lauder and I had to go to different Sephora's and sell the product, of course, but it just wasn't my thing. I wasn't a good seller in a traditional sense. I wasn't making the big. (laughs) Big quotes. And that's because my approach was more so education related. So Mm. I would just teach someone how to do something and hopefully they like it enough to buy the product. And that was kind of my way of doing sales. But yeah, so I was never much that person that was trying to run to the top to make it. The way I like to run my business is paced. Mm. I love that. And I've seen that work so well for you, Andrea. It's so funny you talking about kind of the counter days because I remember very specifically, not many people know this, but I actually got fired from my makeup counter job because I was so bad at selling. Like I legit was the person that was like, the brush from Shuamura is better than I was going get the brush from Shuamura. And I remember like they even did that thing when they told me I'd been, again, they were very nice about it. They were like, oh, it was last one in, last one out. And I was like, oh, someone else came after me. And they were like, oh, well, it's because you're not selling enough. <laughs> They even tried to lie about why they had to politely let me go. But I remember thinking then, like, you can get the things you want being authentic and being your true self. And it's funny, like you said, I think like waiting that long game and even what I've seen you do now, Andrea, the way you're building community. And again, that education has been such a core part of your skill set. And I think when we think about selling, like selling has a bad rap. The irony is now I think I've always been good at selling. I was just selling the wrong thing. <laughs> so when I think about selling my service as a creative, I was really, really good at that because it felt authentic to me. And I believed in the value I had as an artist. Whereas I think it does make sense sometimes when, you know, we are, like you said, the dangling carrot and having to like rush to the top there is an idea of like, just be good, period. Like just be good full stop and like do the things, be the best. 
But tell me more about how like the education side is helping you build a community you feel passionate about. Education kind of came to me in a way in those early years where I found authenticity in that. I felt that I had a knack for teaching people how to do things. So very simple trick, but making it in layman terms for a consumer to learn. I find I weave that in into everything I do. It's so much more than just holding a makeup brush. So many traits and patience and just listening, actively listening to your client. So many qualities that 10% of what I do is putting actual makeup on. 90% of all the rest is just being authentically me, which is giving them a little joke, making them comfortable in my chair, teaching them a little trick they've never seen. That lights me up. So I want to weave all that into everything I do, whether it be a lesson, whether it be just chatting with you about this, like this is my, my juice. This is what really grabs me up. Oh, I got so my smile is like so big right now. It hurts my face. But what I love from that is you saying, Andre, like it's 10% of the makeup, like only 10% of it is the makeup. And for every creative listening to this, I want you to think like if the thing you do, the very thing, the active where it's taking the photo, putting the makeup on, putting the outfit together, like if that was 10% of your service, what is the other 90%? Because I can totally see why you've had the success you've had, Andrea, when you've run with that education, you've run with, oh, if my service is so much more than just the act of putting makeup on, it's like, in a way, that's how you create demand. When you can do something in a way that no one else does it, and beyond the actual skill itself, it's you showing up in your unique Andrea way. It's also been helpful thinking that way, finding your authenticity when you start going into that comparison scrolling. You start comparing yourself to other artists or other, other people in their creative careers and looking at their highlight reel, basically. It's gotten me out of that. I really had to sit back and think about, well, why do people hire me? Then mm. I thought about the same wording sweet, kind, humble, works well with others. So a lot of, and it not one of them was makeup. I mean, of course, mm. I have a wonderful skill set. I do my job very well, but mm. it really is like people want to see the authenticity. Like I said, the 90, 10%, it mm. really is that icing on the cake is putting the makeup on. I learned the 90% of that just from my inner being and wanting mm. to being passionate about making someone smile and making them feel beautiful. I love that so much. That 10% and 90% is something I want everyone listening to this to think about. Like if your skill set is the 10%, what are, and like Andrea said, she's very aware of what are the words people say about her? How do people describe her service? Because when it comes to marketing yourself as well, again, it's picking up on the words your clients use. It's picking up on the way people describe your service. Like the energy that you portray when they're around you is so, so important. Such a good takeaway for everyone today to think about. Like if you're 10%, what's the 90%? Such a good question. So I want to touch back to being in Florida because I think there is this big misconception that to book celebrities, you have to live in Hollywood or you have to live in a certain city. Can you tell me about how Freelance for Freedom has helped you navigate that and make that so that you are booking celebrities in Florida? So booking celebrities, I thought was just not attainable here at all. You kind of 
grow into the industry thinking it's all about Hollywood and LA. That's where they all live. That's what they do over there. That's all their award shows. Like what you touched on, you, you don't have to be in that market to do a celebrity. Celebrities travel everywhere. Mm. They do press junkets everywhere. They do appearances, commercials, you name it, everywhere. So I know, for example, Andrea, like you had been using social media to make sure people were seeing your work and that helped you book a certain golfer called Tiger Woods. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yes. So I was pretty ghosty in the IG arena for a while. I was more of an observer and just kind of enjoying the platform for the visual sense and didn't really see it as a tool for my business until Freelance for Freedom gave me a lot more tools to be more confident, show up and post more and even recycle other content that now can receive more engagement. So I used that a lot and I started showing up a lot more on social media by stories, by just showing my face and like talking about my day and hosting some back in the day work because nobody knows that it was back in the day except me. I did get noticed from a production company I worked with in the past mm -hmm. and they were on a project for a golf company and they reached out to me and they say, Hey, Andrea, it's so nice to see you on stories. We actually have this project coming up in Palm beach. Would you be interested? And I said, sure, of course I'm available. Lo and behold, I see the casting and there he is tiger woods. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, Oh, didn't know. He's working with that today. That must be the coolest thing when like you never know like who's going to turn up sometimes, right? Like that's such a fun example of like being a creative. But I love that. Like something that I'm big on in Freelancer Freedom is like work smarter, not harder. So it's like, okay, where can we repurpose? Where can we reuse content in a very strategic way? So you don't actually have to do more work. Again, you can kind of use existing pieces of work. Nine times out of 10, it's our thoughts around past work that stop us posting, that stop us using things that actually could be booking us more clients right now. And I love that. I remember when you told me about it, you were like, the production company even mentioned the story. Of course they did. I was like, again, like for everyone listening, like how would you show up if you knew your clients were watching? Like, I think that's such a good question and not from a place of pressure, but like, what would you want them to see? What would you want them to know about you and your service if you knew they were watching? Because nine times out of 10, they're there. <laughs> okay, you might not see them watching, but again, who are they referring you to? Who are they telling about you and your work? Who's coming to your page from a place of what do they need to see to know to book you? Yes, the beautiful thing about it was is that I just showed up, got over the perfection because that was really was blocking me. It was my own self, like wanting everything to be perfect mm -hmm. and not posting because I didn't feel like that photo wasn't good enough. I was like, you know what? Let me just, let me just get on here and be me. And it was great. I got more likes on even just photos of myself talking about my personal branding shoot than some other work that I've done. And I was like, oh, wow, people want to see yeah. a little more about Andrea and how she yeah. works. And I think as well, like the more we navigate where the industry is at right now, and especially in the digital age, I think it makes sense. More people want to know us as the artists. I think in a way, because everything's so digital, people long for connection. So I'm never surprised when my clients are like, oh, when I do makeup on me, it always performs better. Or when I show up, I book more clients. I'm like, yeah, because people just want to know, first of all, do you still do the thing you said you do? <laughs> like, first of all, are you still a makeup artist? Are you still a photographer? 
And again, like, who is it that's going to turn up at the shoot? Who is it that they are going to be interacting with, bringing into their teams? Like, what can they learn from you in a way that they can't get in a static image or an image of your your work you did in a shoot recently? And don't get me wrong, that stuff is still important. But I think it makes so much sense that in a digital age, people crave connection, especially to us. Yes. And I even like looked at what do I like to see? And that's exactly what I like to see too. I like connecting with people and seeing their behind the scenes of what makes them tick, how they make that end result happen, those beautiful images or whatnot. Yeah, I just showed up. Sometimes you just, you just need a little, they just need a little nudge like, hey, by the way, I'm still here. I'm still working. Literally, literally that. I always think like, especially after COVID, I think there were a lot of people that for whatever reason decided not to be a creative anymore. And again, each to their own. But I think it makes sense. A lot of people like, hey, are you still doing this? Hey, could we still book you? Like, it makes sense that if a client hasn't heard from you or seen you for ages, the first question they have is like, hey, do you still do makeup? Do you still do photography? It makes sense that would be their first question. So I always think as well with your content, where can you answer client questions? So that that's one less question they have to ask or one less thing that's going to stop them not looking you up or going to your website. To finish with Andrea, I would love to hear more about the community because there's a lot of people listening to this who want to know about the Freelance for Freedom community. And I feel like you're one of like the founding members now (laughs) because you were in like the first ever (laughs) round. How has it been for you watching the community grow as well? And what are your thoughts about the impact of the community? Yeah, I feel like an OG in this. This is great. So Freelance with Freedom, the community, gosh, it's it's like there are words, but there aren't words. It's really helped me be seen and heard Mm -hmm. in an industry that sometimes feels very lonely and you can't really relate because everyone's just showing you their highlight reel. And there's also a lot of people holding back their secrets, air quotes, secrets, industries, secrets like that. And you feel like you can't be mentored because they're going to, you know, oh, I'm going to give away all my stuff. I've never felt that way. I finally found a place that I can really be myself. I can be myself personally. I can be myself in my business too. Literally everyone in the group, even though they have different jobs, we all have similar wants and needs in our business. And it's wonderful hearing everyone's stories. And then having that moment where you're just like, wait, that that happened to me too. (laughs) I'm feeling that way too. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's figure this out. Having that support is unimaginably wonderful and amazing. I love being in this group. I'm so ecstatic that it's a lifetime opportunity and I'm so proud of being in it. And yeah, it really is community over competition. We're all cheerleaders in the group and the amount of support you get is, I mean, you make that money back just from the portal, all the yeah. tools that are available to you there. And you can watch them over and over and you'll just learn something new in, in every single module. It's like, I can't think of a more valuable program out there that does that. Oh, thank you, Andrea. Well, I feel like it's been so beautiful watching the community grow. I think what's so amazing when people come in who are new, they see the people who have been and they get to watch your stories and then you watch their stories and the stories just keep evolving and like the success stories. Like I think we have over like 250 wins now or something. It's crazy. Like so many results. 
And I'm just so proud of, like you said, that when people say to me, freelance for freedom is collaboration over competition. That was always the goal. It was always the goal for a place for creatives to feel seen, to be seen, and also heard, like you said, to know that there's no stupid question. You know, there's a place for everyone. And again, just seeing creatives really get cozy in the the space of being a CEO, like being that artist and being the CEO is so, so special. So I want to thank you for being one of the founding members as well, being one of the original members, Andrea. I'm just so excited to see what happens for you next. So where can everyone go find you, Andrea, so they can see you in your amazing work? So I'm on Instagram, Andrea Gallego Beauty. Just joined TikTok. So Andrea Gallego Beauty. Can I say one more thing? Of course. Freelance with Freedom also, it's also showed me that this is attainable for you. And what you want, what you're passionate about, what you can really make it an attainable, successful thing wherever you live. Because I see it in the community all the time. And these people, this group that we've created, they're from all over the world and it's attainable for all of them. So that's just the proof in the pudding right there. Oh, I love that, Andre. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, I think what's so amazing now, we have clients literally all over the world. Like I actually need to write down like where everyone is because it's so incredible. I need a map so I can, yeah, literally with pins of where everyone is. I mean, and this is what I'm so proud of as a program that it does work in any market, in any country, in any city, like you will be supported. So thank you so much, Andrea, for being with us today. I will make sure we leave your handles. I will leave them in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.